Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a brain rewiring certified coach and human design expert. In this podcast, we talk about becoming the most kick-ass, unstoppable version of yourself, building a life of alignment and flow that you deserve, and taking a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Sandy Yang Wellness. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Oh, I am so grateful for everyone who responded positively to last week's episode about how I became Lulu conscious. It was really intimidating to record that episode and I almost wanted to stop um, halfway through multiple times because it just felt like coming out of a closet. But I do think that more and more people are becoming more in touch with their spirituality lately. So since I released that episode, I had a lot of people told me that they felt really empowered and seen because, you know, we are all spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around. And you are an extension of source, so it makes sense for you to want to feel oneness with the universe or receive guidance from your spirit guides, if that's your thing. Anyways, today we're talking about being empathic and being sensitive. And I never thought I would record this podcast episode up until last week. To be completely honest with you, I had always been a little bit frustrated when people sort of overuse the term empath. It's sort of become a little bit of a buzzword. At its core, is a wonderful quality. It's kind of like authenticity is a wonderful thing, but people kind of ruin it a little bit. Now if someone says to me, oh, I'm just being my authentic self, I want to slap them across the face. Another reason why is icky, to me, when people say they're just very empathic is because really they're being a doormat and they have no boundaries or very weak ones and they blame it on, you know, their sensitivity. Like instead of feeling empowered by their sensitivity, they're saying, oh, because I take on everyone else's emotions and feelings, I collapse and I am excused for being a doormat. So the reason I became interested in this topic was because of my human design. I look at a lot of people's charts and I get super excited when I see someone's chart for the first time and really stoked about all the really cool qualities they have and all the potentials they can reach. But I don't really look at my chart that often. When I see someone's chart at first glance, I kind of start thinking, oh, like, what do they do for a living? Do they fully embody their power, etc.? And I also have a pretty good sense who is rather empathic and taken a lot from their external environment, sort of like, a sponge to energy versus those who are more impenetrable. I accidentally saw my own chart without wanting to see it 
And my first thought was, well, who is that? She must be like kind of empathic. And then I realized it was my own chart. So I was like, huh, am I an empath? And sometimes we really need to be our own coaches because every time someone is like, I'm very empathic in our sessions, they are really talking about feelings and emotions. But at least in the human design framework, you can be empathic in areas where you have an undefined energy center. And in the human design chart, there are nine energy centers. Where you have a colored in center is where you are consistently having access to energy or like some specific quality to you. So I have a defined emotional center. This doesn't mean I can never pick up other people's emotions, but it's like I am almost so occupied with my own emotional truth. I also have like this barrier or protection, if you will, against other people's emotions. On the other hand, those who have an undefined emotional center, it is, it can totally be a gift. You have the gift of experiencing emotions in infinite ways, just depending on your environment, who you hang out with, the energy that's around you. It can also be overwhelming. The shadow side of having an undefined emotional center is that you can be really uncomfortable triggering emotions. So you might hold back what you have to say that is actually really important just to avoid that emotional tension in the air. You can also use that in a super powerful way when you realize that your default emotional state is actually feeling pretty calm, cool, and collected, you are self-aware enough that you realize you can differentiate what are my own emotions versus what are other people's. And you know that you can actually mirror people's emotions back to them and help them process. It's really interesting when you think about the authors who write books on emotional intelligence and speak about it are actually people who have undefined emotional centers. Okay, I think at this point you realize I have a defined emotional center in my human design chart. I have a completely unactivated, white, undefined spleen. The quality of energy of the spleen in human design is all about survival, safety, health, fear, defense, subconscious knowing. If you have a defined spleen, you naturally have the subconscious knowing in what is dangerous, who's here to help you. If someone has good intentions, maybe not go down this dark alley. So all of that needs to be honored. Your subconscious knowing is your superpower. Given that you use it in an empowering way, you have a healthy relationship with fear that includes a healthy nervous system. Because obviously, if you are constantly in fight or flight mode, everything just seems dangerous to you. So it's more like a quiet voice, like a quiet subconscious knowing. Since my spleen is undefined, it doesn't even have any sort of activations. 
when I am by myself in my own energy, I don't really have a lot of fears. I'm actually pretty fearless. Especially with the pandemic situation when it was really bad. Like I know it's a very serious thing, but I don't really give it much energy. However, when I am looking at the news, talking to people who are rather worried and concerned about the whole thing, I start to think like, oh, maybe I should worry more about it. Maybe the world is literally going to shit. But as soon as I'm back in my own energy, I'm fine. And it becomes really clear to me why people have the fears they have and how they could maybe go about overcoming those fears. Is like, I am not by nature a fearful person, but being around fear and fearful people is a little bit exhausting to me and I can be overwhelmed a little bit because it is like every defined spleen person is in their own cloud of fear and I am in their clouds with them and I cannot see so clearly in that moment but as someone who is empowered enough in this piece I understand that fear is not a real thing although it can feel very real for sure I'm not saying you should be ashamed for being afraid but fear is meant to be worked through. So hopefully that kind of helps you understand the difference between defined versus undefined centers. So undefined places are where we are empathetic, where we kind of become wise and sort of like go to school. Like you get to have the full experience. Like you can have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Essentially, your undefined centers are where you can be potentially taken off track, but also opportunities for wisdom. And obviously, defined centers are where you kind of shine like the sun. You're literally projecting energy, whether that is emotions, awareness, sense of identity, inspiration, motivation, worthiness, all kinds of energy. So that being said, unless you have all of your centers colored in, which is very, very rare, we are all empathic in one way or another. So that's why it kind of bugs me a little when people are like, I'm really empathic or I'm really sensitive. And I'm like, well, we all are, but also not. There is this term called the highly sensitive person that I came across a while back but recently revisited it is a very real thing so there's the book the highly sensitive person by elaine aaron so in that book there's actually a quiz that you can take to see if you are a quote-unquote highly sensitive person or you are sensitive empathic in general again we all are at different levels but the highly sensitive person is generally about 20% of population across all species. So not only humans, you know, also like seahorses, zebras, starfish, tigers, birds. And yeah, that was really random. But it is almost like we need 
highly sensitive beings to be a part of the species because their extreme in quotes sensitivity ensures the survival of the species. So it's like the zebra species need this highly sensitive zebras to be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't eat this grass. It tastes a little funny. I don't feel so good when I eat it. And the rest of the zebras are like, okay, let's not eat that anymore. Let's move on to something else. So it's sort of like that. They're very important. So since learning about the highly sensitive person, why they're really crucial in our well-being, I kind of changed my mind about, you know, the whole sensitivity thing. I used to hear people say, oh, well, projectors are like really sensitive. And I'm like, bitch, you don't know me. I'm like strong and independent. But the truth is you can be both. That's why I really spend a good amount of time to ensure my clients when they sign up for a human design session with me, when they work with me in brain rewiring, they understand their undefined centers versus defined centers and be very aware and empowered by the way they exchange energy with the world. And here's the juice. How do you be an empowered empath? The first thing I want to emphasize is that boundaries are so fucking important. And I know this sounds so cliche. Everyone is talking about healthy boundaries, but I'm like not even kidding. In fact, I am really being tested in this area lately that I decided I'm going to include a module of its own in my brain rewiring coaching program. And I literally started drafting it and I'm so excited to share this. There are also several juicy modules that I added to the program that I am stoked to teach about. So if you are looking to take your brain rewiring seriously, I highly, highly, highly recommend working with a coach around this. Doesn't have to be me, but it's so valuable to work with someone and go about it in a more structured way and be guided by someone who is really well-trained that you resonate with deeply. And if you resonate with me, I would love to connect with you through a connection call. There's still opportunities to enroll for my small group brain rewiring coaching program next level. And I mean, the women who have committed so far are super wonderful and I'm so excited for their growth. Not only will you have the tools to rewire your own brain in the future as anything new comes up, you will just get really good at manifesting and that tool is priceless. You can find out more about Next Level in the show notes. So back to boundaries, right? I mean, we all know we need them, but what is a boundary really? Boundaries are limits we put in place in order to honor our own needs to prioritize ourselves. This limit set in place could be actionable, it can be verbal, it can be also just energetic. Those who have strong boundaries, healthy boundaries are usually people who have a high sense of self-worth and that is really the key to 
success in manifestation. Like if we think about the people we know who have low boundaries, they don't believe in themselves really. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, being empathic, being a sensitive person, is not an excuse to be a doormat and complain about it. And because you're empathic and sensitive, you need stronger boundaries. It should be a non-negotiable to you. You have probably heard that empaths help people transmute lower vibrational feelings. Like, if you are an empath, you actually are a magnet for people who need to release. It's an energetic thing. More likely than not, you are probably really good at holding space for people. In fact, you might even enjoy it. As someone who holds space for People all day, every day, as a coach, it is super important for me to have boundaries with client communication, like emails and messaging. Also, like think about my calendar. There can only be certain days where I am dedicating myself to holding space, and then I need to recharge so I can show up fully. So really, make a firm decision when you want to be holding space. Also, you are the one who gets to decide who you spend your time with and how much. As an empath, you can really feel drained around certain people. You might really do love them, and they're really great people, but you're just really drained. I see a lot of this with family, not me and my family. Although, yeah, sometimes I mean we have a really good relationship right now, but a lot of people don't have that kind of relationship. They have needy families, needy siblings and parents, and it is not your job to attend to their needs. And if you engage, know that it is your choice. Like my. Grandfather from my mom's side, he needs a lot of caretaking right now, and my mother has decided to hire someone to take care of him professionally. I mean, at first he fucking hated it, but because she knew that this boundary was not negotiable and it is made from a place of self love, and. It is also a healthier decision for their relationship. So yeah, boundaries is self care. It is real self love, and when you honor your boundaries, other people are also benefiting. Okay, the second tool I'll offer you is cleansing, and this is literal cleansing and energetic. So I say this. All the time, human design allows us to understand how we exchange energy with other people and the world. So that being said, we are projecting out energy and taking in energy all the time. This can be having a conversation with someone, having a coffee at a coffee shop, eating at a restaurant. Being in the same meeting as people, or even just interacting via social media, it is so freaking important to let ourselves be in our own energy once in a fucking while. This is a general statement, but I would say 
the more undefined centers you have in your human design, the more you need it. So only you can decide how much it is optimal for you. For some people, it might be two hours every week where they don't talk to another human, respond to texts and messages, not be on social media, whatever the fuck. For other people, they really love not seeing another human for two weeks in a row. So the latter was obviously a more extreme example, but to each their own. And since we were talking about cleansing, since you already shower every single day, well, or often enough to each their own, again, you might as well do some energy cleansing in the shower. And this is, again, a little bit more woo, but actually there's a lot of science behind this. If you have seen the documentary, The Secrets of Water, you'll know that when we infuse energy in water, it changes the frequency. So you might as well set intention for the shower water to cleanse your energy from being out and about, interacting with different people. Let all that energy you picked up from your day-to-day that's not serving you to be washed away. Super easy. And if you want to take that a step further, energy healing is super helpful. There's this strong thing called core cutting. If you have done energy healing, you've probably heard of the term, but cords are basically energetic attachments from people, situations, aspects of relationship, etc. So if you have cords attached to you from maybe a low vibrational source, that's not really helpful. There are different levels of energetic cords. So you can have cords attached to you from being on the subway. So that can probably be cleansed off pretty effortlessly from, you know, the shower that we just talked about. But let's say you and your ex-partner broke up and not in good terms. They're really resentful. They're not texting you, but they're thinking not great thoughts about you. That can totally affect you. And you might not even know it. Um, this didn't happen to me, but I had this experience where I received energy healing from someone that I really trust. And she told me that there is some girl who had long black hair. I'm like, thanks for the specifics. That kept sending bad energy my way. And it was really draining me. And I only realized who that was three months after. And I didn't even know her. So you really never know. So yeah, energy healing can be really powerful. Decluttering and cleansing your space can be surprisingly powerful. You kind of have like little things hang out after you live somewhere for a while. Maybe items from your past that no longer serve you or you know, it is connected with other people. So, you know, you always feel better when you throw out some shit. So there's always that. There's a lot of like energetics going on. More than you know, really. Boundaries and cleansing are 
super fundamental but so 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 impactful and if you want to i know we talked about human design a lot today if you want to figure out your human design a little bit more you can pull your chart on my website the link is in the show notes and if you want a deep understanding of your unique human design you can always book a reading with yours truly i would love to dive in your design with you it is one of my favorite things to talk about and i truly truly believe it can be so empowering don't forget as a podcast listener you can take advantage of 10% off readings if you use the code podcast love p-o-d-c-a-s-t-l-o-v-e at checkout for 10% off again link is in the show notes this is all i have for you this week and i will talk to you next time have a wonderful rest of your day sending you lots of love goodbye